Hello there, I'm your host, McNeil Mulliken, and you are listening to the McNeil and Friends Podcast. Here I invite different people to talk about all topics relating to cinema. Visit the McNeil and Friends Podcast website at www.mcneilandfriendspodcast.com to learn more about the podcast and where you can find episodes. You can support the McNeil and Friends Podcast by following or subscribing on the platform you listen to podcasts and by leaving a rating or a review. You can also support the McNeil and Friends Podcast by telling your friends, and if you don't have any, you can tell your family. Thank you for listening. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Season 5 of the McNeil and Friends Podcast. Today, I'm joined by my friends Tim Morgan. Hey, what's going on, guys? And Tucker Wolf. How's it going? And today, we're going to rank every live-action Batman movie. How's it going, guys? Dude, it's good. It's good. I'm pumped about the, uh, the, the, the timeline of the Batmans. This actually might be pretty interesting. Yeah. Tucker, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm excited. Batman's a... A big deal for me. I know, like, we were talking about this episode long before the new one came out. Um, and yeah, kind of, like making plans for that. So I've been looking forward to it ever since. Yeah, I think I remember talking to this about you or talking about this to you <laughs> <laughs> um, about a year, a year and a half ago. I was like, dude, when Batman yeah. comes out, we got to do a ranking of all the Batman movies. Yeah, um, I'm excited. And so you guys are two of the biggest Batman fans that I know. I know a bunch of everybody's a massive Batman fan of everybody's pretty much on the show. But uh, it's true. I thought this right. would be a lot of fun. Uh, but before we move on, I do want to clarify, we're not including the Adam West Batman film from 1966 just because it's so different from everything else and it's nearly impossible to compare it to the other. So if you guys you know, listening want to put it in your list, that's fine. We're not going to have it for today. But for what it's worth, it would be at the very bottom of my list because I cannot stand <laughs> that movie. <laughs> I have no nostalgia for it. It's just a campy piece of trash. Um, it works wow. for its time, I guess, you know, and then wow. there's those who grew up with it, but it's not for me. I get no enjoyment out of it. Um, so yeah, it would be at the bottom of mine. Too bad to list. Too bad to list. <laughs> right. I guess right. we can look at it that way if you want. I, it's just, I can't really compare it to everything else. It's just so different. It's like apples and oranges. So anyways, the movies we're going to rank today are the following batman 1989 batman returns batman forever batman and robin batman begins the dark knight the dark knight rises batman vs superman dawn of justice the ultimate edition the theatrical edition no longer exists in our minds and the batman i know some people like to include justice league movies i don't really understand that they aren't batman movies that would be like including <laughs> avengers movies in your iron man or captain america rankings and you know we've this is just our it's rules. It's our show, so this is what we're going to do. For no real, Justice real League in our Batman rankings. <laughs> but again, if you guys listening want to put that in your lists, go for it. Go nuts. Uh, so, <laughs> before we actually get into our rankings, I want to do some rapid-fire questions with you guys about the overall Batman filmography. Are you ready? Let's do it. I am so pumped. Rapid-fire questions are so great. All right. Tim, we'll start with you, <laughs> and then Tucker, and then I'll give you my, my answer to you. First, right, okay. first Batman movie you ever saw? Uh, the Batman 89, definitely. Uh, I would say Batman Forever. Mine was also Batman 89. Pretty sure. I'm almost certain it's Batman 89. First wow. Batman movie you saw in the theaters? Uh, I think it was Batman Returns, actually. 
Okay. Um, Batman Begins. Mine was Batman vs. Superman. Oh, yikes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, I wow. guess to put Who... it in perspective, I was 12 when The Dark Knight Rises came out, and I hadn't seen any of those in theaters. Um, I think Tim should be hosting this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would make sense. He was there in 92 to see Returns. This I, is I, true. Was, this I wasn't is true. born for another eight years, so I couldn't see any of the original four <laughs> Batman movies in theaters. It's just physically impossible. Um, favorite live-action Batman villain? Uh, ooh, that's a good one. I'd say the Joker. Heath Ledger's Joker. Okay. The Joker, Jack Nicholson. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Bro, that, going yeah. going that, classic. I had there. to think about I had to think about that for a second there, Tucker. Yeah. So I was like, Jack Nicholson was dope, dude. He yeah. was still good. Yeah, but. dude. That movie's awesome. And I'm going with Joker Heath Ledger as well. Mm. Favorite bat suit. Uh that's Christian, a good question. I'd say Christian Bale and um I think Batman Begins, actually. I like that the OG suit there. Okay. Yeah. That's tough. That's tough. Um, probably Bale in The Dark Knight. Okay. I'm going to yeah. go another different one here, and I'm going to go with the main Ben Affleck, Batflack suit, the gray and black one. Oh, okay. It, it, it's it's a good suit. I love that Batman. one. It's like very yeah. comic book accurate, classic style, you know, the gray yeah. and the black. Yeah, that's it's fair. awesome. I love that one. Also, for what it's worth, just to like butt in real quick, yeah. for what it's worth, George Clooney's suit for most of that movie is actually not bad. That's not a bad suit. It's pretty yeah, bad. Yeah. Mm, it's <laughs> got the bad nipples. It's got the bad nipples. Yeah, but other than that, you can look past that. It's not a horrible suit. With all of like the hyper exaggerated muscles. No. Yeah, it's not it's not a bad suit. Okay, whatever. Favorite interpretation of Gotham? Um The Dark Knight. Okay, cool. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um The Batman 2022. This one's tough for me, but I'm going to second Tucker and go with The Batman. Close second being Tim Burton's, but I'm going with okay. yep. The Batman just because of how realistic it was. Favorite Batman score? Batman Begins. Okay, cool. Yep, Hans Zimmer, he's OG dude, so good. Yeah, I mean, he did that one too, but like that was one most memorable in my mind. I'm going to go with the new one. The Batman. Michael Giacchino's score? Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to go another different route here and go with Danny Elfman's from the Tim Burton Batmans. Specifically, I'm going with Batman Returns. I love the score in Batman Returns. Um, I was surprised nobody else went with Danny Elfman, but okay, all right. Favorite (laughs) scene from a Batman film? Uh, The hospital scene. When the Joker's messing up the okay. hospital and Dark Knight rises. <laughs> Sorry, super twisted, but yes. In the Dark Knight? <laughs> he's walking out of there, yes. He's walking out of there trying to press the button. He's like, what the heck? And he walks away. He's like, Oosh, and you're like, oh, yeah. dang. Um, I'm going to go probably, I'm going to go with the new one again and say when he starts the Batmobile's engine for the Dude, first time. And that was awesome. And you can hear awesome. whining, yeah. you hear whining in the that alley. That's yeah. too good. Uh, I'm going to go with the warehouse fight in Batman vs. Superman. That's okay, yeah. Scene. I love that one. That's just my in, in terms of a, a fight sequence, that's my favorite Batman fight sequence. And lastly, favorite Batman. It's a tough one. If my wife listens to this one, she's gonna kill me. But <laughs> not gonna lie, right now, I really liked Pattinson Batman. Okay. Cool. Like Bale, Bale, like I, I and we've talked about this before and we'll probably talk some more, but like I need another film, but right now. I, I really like Pattinson's Batman. Cool. I'm going to 
second that, but with a, you know, kind of, like, stipulation. I think we need another movie before I have a solid answer for that. But yep. right now, uh, Pattinson is on track to take the top spot. But bail, bail for now, but could be could be Pattinson soon. Yeah. I'm pretty much right there with you guys. I'm going with Bale for now. Like I would say definitively he is my number one as of as of now, right this moment. Um, but I do think Pattinson could take it. I honestly think Pattinson is the best Batman, but I think mm. Christian Bale has so far given us the best Bruce Wayne. And he's also a really good Batman, so I think he's got that balance. Obviously, the character arc of the Batman, we know where it goes. So I think we will see that more traditional Bruce Wayne depiction. But as of now, I'm going to stick with Bale. I think Pattinson's going to take the cake, though, eventually. Yeah. So we yeah. shall see. Agreed. All right. Now that that's out of the way, let's get into our rankings. So, Tim, what is your number nine? I'm pretty sure we can unanimous, unanimously say it's <laughs> Batman and Robin. Batman, yes. For everybody. Batman and Robin. I mean, I mean, I mean Tucker? Tucker? Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Batman and Robin at the bottom for everybody. Gets it out of the way. Yeah, might yeah. as well. I mean, there's a definitive slice between like a couple of these here. It just like cuts off and like, okay, these ones are just not as good as the rest. Um, but yeah, I still like I still like George Clooney's suit for most of the movie. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I think it's because I think it's because like okay, so the audience doesn't know this, but I binged the first four movies over the last 24 <laughs> hours, and Batman and Robin is the fourth movie, and finally. Batman can move around a little bit with his shoulders because <laughs> in the first ones he like can't move yeah, at that's all. That's fair, yeah. And he's, he's like just that. like a very stiff body. But finally, for Batman and Robin, he looked like he was able to move a little bit. Yeah, and to clarify, so that way people don't say you're not a Batman fan, you have seen those yeah. four movies. Yeah. But but yeah, Batman and Robin. Yeah, I mean that's fair point. I, but... I rewatched them just so I could like kind of remember them a little bit yeah. better for this episode. But yeah. I actually rewatched the original four a few months ago. Um, it's so fun to just sit there and laugh at Batman and yeah. Robin with all the puns and the the Iceman cometh and let's yeah. kick some ice and yeah. <laughs> chill. <laughs> Batman pulls See, out his bat credit card. Yeah, that was nice. That was a good touch. Yeah, no, okay. but they made. But like for for kids when I like in, when I when I went and saw these things because I think I saw all these Batman's in theater. Like as a kid, dude, I wasn't thinking about anything, man. I was just thinking about all the crazy stuff that happened. So all the puns were great. The yeah. Batman credit card. I was like, I want a Batman credit card. Like, what the heck? If I can be a superhero, I can have a credit card like that and just spend it on whatever I want. Dude, you're just thinking about all the cool stuff, man. It was it was dope then. But now I'm looking back and looking back and I'm like, Yeah, that was pretty ridiculous. And then like even what Tucker said, like <laughs> the the previous Batmans were like an action figure. Like he couldn't move his arms. He's literally yeah. like, <laughs> like punching like with his hands by his waist. And you're like, what is he doing? How is he even getting the bad guy? If he but... wanted to look around, his whole upper body had to go with <laughs> <Yeah>. him. <laughs> uh, I, I grew up crazy. watching um, the original four Batman movies on repeat. And I even like as a six year old or whatever, I loved Batman and Robin. And, uh, and then I got to about middle school age, high school age, and I come back around to it, and I was like, this is not what I remembered as a six-year-old. <laughs> yeah. But the only reason I'd even put it above the Adam West Batman film is because like, I have that nostalgia for it as a six-year-old, so I can find it comically bad. Whereas mm -hmm. I watched the Adam West one for the first time two years ago as a 20-year-old, and I was just... I can't deal with this. <laughs> this is so bad. I mean, Batman like fighting a shark 
what what are we doing? <laughs> you know, on on like a rope hanging from a or ladder hanging from a helicopter. He's fighting a shark on his leg, dude. Come on, and he's in like this suit he grabbed from Party City, basically, and drawn on eyebrows. Can't deal with it. I just I just can't. I know people yep. grew up with it. It's their thing. That's fine. Batman and Robin. It's kind of equally campy, um, but you know. It is what it is. It's not. It's obviously the movie they made because they're trying to sell toys, and uh, right. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's it's just one that I think everybody can get a good kick out of just because of how horribly funny it is. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Yeah. Batman and Robin. Okay. Now, now I think we're gonna start departing um, from from our unanimous rankings here. Um, <laughs> that was quick. Yeah. So, Tim, what is your number eight? My number eight is Batman Forever. Okay. Um, I I remember a good bit about this one, but at the same time, and like we've talked about before, like I think having like the multitude of just people in there was really cool as a kid. So yeah. You have Batman, you have Robin, you have Two Face, you have Riddler, um, which was neat. But um, there was just it was just kind of it was kind of cheesy comparatively, and it just was still fits in that bo- bo- like bottom area of. Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, kind of slapstick humor, uh, weird puns, over the oh, like over the top like costumes, characters, that kind of stuff. Um, Jim Carrey, <laughs> something fit for me. But I do remember that that seal kiss from a rose. So I'm gonna, I'm talking. I mean, that was a bop there back in the day. So I say, that was that's that had something going for it. So that's why it's eight instead of nine. So yeah, I got that one. Tucker, all right. What is your number eight? Because I really don't think it's Batman Forever. <laughs> Unless Batman you've been pranking returns. me all day. Oh Batman returns. Ooh, that hurts. That hurts. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it would. I knew it would. Yeah. I okay. And this is a me problem and it's a bit of a hot take. This whole like my whole list is a little bit of a hot take. I'm fully but, expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't like Tim Burton movies as a general rule of thumb. I just I can't get behind it. Um, a Nightmare Before Christmas scared the crap out of me as a kid for some reason, <laughs> and like ever since I haven't gone back. Um, yeah. I think you know, like Sleepy Hollow is probably the closest I get to liking a Tim Burton. Yeah, movie. I remember you said you liked that one. Yeah, I do like Sleepy Hollow, but anyway, Batman Returns. I'm not here for it. I don't like the Christmas vibe. Um, it I is it. like from the first shot, you can tell that it's a Tim Burton movie, yeah. and it stays that way through the whole entire thing and I just was not there for it. So it definitely cranks up the Tim Burtonness from oh, the yeah. first one. Especially to from 10. the nineteen eighty nine one. Yeah. yeah like, like it just the nineteen eighty nine one you could almost like put any but any director's name on it. Um and then this one is just like so unabashedly Tim Burton. I mean, I still think the first one feels like a Tim Burton movie, but I agree Batman and Robin ramps like, everything up that Tim Burton like, does to ten. It's yeah. like <laughs> it's like Tim Burton light. For the first one, I said Batman <laughs> Returns, didn't I? I feel like I. Did I did you said I, Batman and Robin. Okay, but we all know I, what you're talking. Yeah, about. I thought I, I heard myself say Batman and Robin, but in my mind I said Returns, and then I heard it after I said it. I was like, wait a minute, that's not correct. <laughs> yeah, so it, it took number eight for me. I apologize to all your Ooh. listeners. Ooh. <laughs> hey, hey, it's not. It's like some people. Some people really don't like that movie. It's kind of one that splits people because of how dark it was, and because yeah. of how it just went full-on Tim Burton mode. It really is more of a Tim Burton movie than it is a Batman movie. 
I don't, um, I don't mind the darkness. It's just more like the it's, it's the just weird darkness. It's yeah. not yeah. it's not just darkness. <laughs> it's strange. It's it's very weird, and it's a it's a full on Tim Burton movie. That's, I swear that's what I, I almost like saw it. like Edward Scissorhands running away in the background. So. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally, totally, it fits. Yep. But um, yep. I'm gonna have to second Tim, and I'm going with Batman Forever with as my number eight. To me, in terms of quality, it's just a smidge above Batman and Robin because <laughs> yeah. of how campy it is. I will say though, I actually don't mind Val Kilmer as Batman. I think he's actually pretty good. I think he's just in the wrong movie um, because like mm. I said, it's too campy. And then after the Tim Burton movies, cause I really liked the direction he took the first two and then they brought in Joel Schumacher so they could, you know, kind of revamp the style, make it all neon so they could sell toys, um, make it more, campy and i i really think it was kind of the wrong direction to take the franchise because people after batman and robin people were scared the comic book franchise was dead and then batman begins came back revamped it well for for batman at least but then you know we had blade x-men spider-man yada yada but mm-hmm. with batman forever i think they just kind of went the wrong direction but i do think kilmer is actually pretty good in the role i think had he been in a better movie i think i think he could have been a, a batman that everybody holds in you know, high regards, mm-hmm. but you know, Jim Carrey is the Riddler. It's just Jim Carrey. It's not the Riddler. Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> I don't really know whether what he was doing with two face. I mean, he looked like he was having fun, but I mean, dude, like, like they had Billy D Williams in there as Harvey Dent and the, in the <laughs> Tim Burton films. And then they recast Harvey Dent as Tommy Lee Jones. There's a lot <laughs> yeah. of recasting though. There the is for, there yeah, was, I mean, especially because yeah. we have four Batman movies in this one continuation with three actors playing Batman, you know. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, I, I I don't know. It's, I can get sl- a slight bit more of enjoyment out of it than Batman and Robin, but it's, I don't know, dude. It, Batman, Batman Forever is still pretty hard for me to tolerate just because of how campy it is in comparison to the Tim Burton ones, but... Again, Kilmer is not a bad Batman. I think he gets a bad reputation just because of the movie. Um, and I think he had had this movie been better, I think people actually would have really liked him. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to refrain from commenting until it's like <laughs> right. in my list. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, Tim, what's your number seven? All right, number seven. I'm going with the original, Batman 89. So... Um, I enjoy this one a lot because they threw you right into the mix with Joker um, and Jack Nicholson, dude, did an amazing job yeah. as a Joker. Everybody's very convinced. He was also slightly creepy just because of the fact that you, and, and, and that's, the, that's the vibe you had to get from the Joker. You had no idea what he was going to do next. So it was like, oh crap, what is he going to do? He's got that weird laugh. Jack Nicholson did a great job with it. Um, so I thought that that one it's it's in seven only because there I feel like the other ones just etch it out a little bit. There's a it's a tight group in these next several yeah. ones here, um, but the other two at the bottom just kind of like faded out a little bit. Like, oh, okay, cool, those are great. <laughs> but like these these ones to me are a little bit tighter mix there. Um, yeah, with the original Batman '89 there. So, okay, cool, Tucker. So I agree with Tim on that last part. How like now is when they start to like just barely beat each other out here and there. Um, but for my number seven, another hot take, I'm going to go with Batman versus Superman. Okay. I'll piggyback off of that. Cause that's my number seven as well. Wow, really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just, 
I'm, I mean, McNeil, you know this, Tim, you might even know this, and I might have said it on previous episodes, I cannot get behind the Ben Affleck, the Baflack. Um, <laughs> I just, I can't do it, I don't love it. When you rewatched Batman vs. <laughs> Superman for something recently, or like about a year ago, I oh, liked to, it to a prep, lot better. To prep for Justice League, your exact text to me was, Batfleck, bro, I'm here for it. Yeah, okay, but that, I have that recency bias going, you know what I'm saying? Um, things have true. calmed down since then. So, you know, I, just, I still can't get behind it. I, I liked it better, like I said, and these movies are the ones that start to like just barely beat each other out for me. Yeah. Um, but I just, I can't get behind him still. I think rewatching it was a lot better, but yeah. now it's faded back down lower and lower and lower yeah. as time's gone on. And that Ultimate Edition is better, too. Like, yeah. Definitely yeah, way better. I completely yeah. agree. I completely um, agree with that. But I can completely see where you're coming from with that. And I feel like it, it might have been different if uh, Ben Affleck got a ha- uh, kind of had his solo film. Agreed, um, yeah. But yeah. I think that, yeah, like we couldn't, we didn't see enough. He was already like older, a little bit more right. seasoned. Like there just wasn't, we didn't have any background to kind of see with, so. Yeah. That was a little yeah. tough. Yeah. Agreed. That's that's my thing with like I like the interpretation Ben Affleck went, but it was hard to kind of get behind everything and understand his motivations because he was this very jaded old version, not not old, but an older version older, of Batman yeah. than what we're used to. And I needed to see that evolution of how he got to that place to be able to kind of break the code that Batman's known for. And yeah. it was it was just you know it was kind of sudden and I would have liked to see that that evolution. I like what he was going for, and I think the ultimate edition of this movie really helps flesh it out because the theatrical version I was like, wow, that's a massive disappointment. Um, and so seeing the ultimate edition, I think you can see the vision that Zack Snyder is going for. I think it's flawed. I do really enjoy it though. Um, I do think it should have been two movies because it's really rushed. Um, there's a lot they try to cram in there. They, there's a lot of storylines, especially when they bring mm-hmm. in Doomsday at the end, and you know the death of Superman and everything. So it just I feel feels like, like they like were all immediately thrown into a blender, yeah. and that just like totally shot Batman's character in the foot. I agree. Yeah, it's like they're trying to no... rush to a Justice League movie. Yeah, well, it's like they were trying to do what Marvel was doing with the Avengers, mm-hmm. like right from the jump. But Marvel already had like a whole slew of movies before they jumped into the Avengers. So, yeah, yeah. I don't but know. I... But yeah, I mean, I stand by what I said. I just can't get behind Baffleck. I think after I saw the Ultimate Edition, it was like, OK, that was a lot better. Yeah. And that's what is making it not my number nine, to be honest with you. Wow. So, I mean, I, I really was not for it at the beginning. And then I rewatched it and it's like, okay, that was all right. So it moved up a couple spots. For me, I, I, I enjoy Batman vs. Superman quite a lot, especially after seeing the Ultimate Edition. I've actually seen a couple times at this point. I, I enjoyed a lot more. So uh, it's my number seven. And it's there's a massive gap between Batman and Robin and Batman Forever. And then big gap, um, Batman vs. Superman is way above those bottom two for me. So my seven and up, I would go positive on the, my bottom two. I'd give like as many thumbs down as possible on. (laughs) I think we're, I think we're all in agreement there. Even if the movies are different, I think we're all in agreement that like seven is where they start to get good. Yeah. 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 For us, because Tucker didn't have uh, Batman and Robin in his bottom three here (laughs) or sorry, Batman forever, Batman forever. No, like I said, our (laughs) movies are different, but seven, seven, number seven seems to be that 
that spot. Yeah. And the other thing I really couldn't stand about Batman vs. Superman, and this has really nothing to do with the character of Batman, but was the interpretation of Lex Luthor they went with, Jesse Eisenberg. It was like he was trying to play his version of Mark Zuckerberg from Social Network in <laughs> yeah, Batman vs. Yeah, Superman, yeah. and he tries to play Mark Zuckerberg in everything, I feel like, and it was like, dude... It was like that mixed with Heath Ledger's Joker, and it was just too weird, and was I was not yes. a fan of it. But there's a lot Agreed. of like I like Zack Snyder's visual take with with just this the DC world in general. I thought Hans Zimmer and and uh, Junkie XL's music was really good. Um, and again, I, I like the direction they were going. I think they just try to cram in too much to rush to a Justice League movie. So had Ben Affleck had a solo movie or two prior to this, and if this were split in two movies, I think there would have been a much better uh, reputation for the DCEU. But uh, Mm. for the one just general Batman movie that we got with Ben Affleck, the closest thing we got was BVS. And um, I I enjoy it for what it is. It's it's flawed, but, you know, I can get a lot of enjoyment out of it, especially after the Ultimate Edition. All right, Tim, number six. I'm actually going to rewind that back over to, not rewind, but fast forward it over to Tucker because my six was Batman versus Superman. Okay. Since we discussed that at length, we'll just push that over. So that was my six. Okay. Um, as you guys, that was your sevens. So. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So my six, uh, my six is Batman Forever. Oh. Okay. Batman. Okay. I, okay. It's still lower, right? I was but worried I, it was going to be like top three or <laughs> number two. <laughs> um, no, I. Okay. I said at number seven, they all start to get really good for me. I think this is a lot of nostalgia for me on this one. It was the Batman movie that I watched on loop over and over and over again as a kid. And when I went back and watched it in this last like day or so, I enjoyed it again. Um, And I think a lot of that is the nostalgia factor. But like McNeil said earlier, I think Val Kilmer actually is a really good Batman I think this movie had a lot of things going for it, but it just was not executed super well, um, especially for like modern standards. Right. But yeah. but as it being my like childhood Batman movie, it lands at number six. Okay. Yeah. I I was I think based that's on, fair. Yeah, that's totally fair. I mean, mm-hmm. I totally get it. It's of the f- original four Batman movies. That's the one I went back to the least, and even though I still think it's slightly better than Batman and Robin. That's just the one I never watched on, on. I didn't have that one on repeat like you did. Um, yeah. But but uh yeah, I think there's more likable aspects about it than Batman and Robin, and and you know like we said, Kilmer I think gets a bad rap for just because yeah. of that movie. I think he actually right. was pretty decent. I think he was the highlight of that film. Um, I will I will say though that that uh that they did a good job marketing that stuff because I had when those mm-hmm. when that movie came out um there were like these Stein glasses that you got of like the villains or the heroes that you would collect. And I'm pretty sure my family got all of them. We may still <laughs> have them to this day. They might be in my parents. Um, but I still remember getting those. And like every time it. I'd get a drink of something, yeah, I'd, I'd drink out of it. Cause it was like, it was, it was kind of like a frosted color. And so like seeing through and like getting, putting some Kool-Aid in there and be like, oh yeah, cool. It's green. It's like the river. Okay, great. <laughs> like you'd have to try to like theme it. So it'd be kind of cool. But yeah, they did some good marketing. So I remember like a lot of that stuff and trying to pick up a lot of that stuff. And like McNeil, you were right about the whole like neon look that they went with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which for kids, you're like, dude, the colors, that's awesome. So right. Just, like, exactly. Yeah, that was what that. was, and, like, that's that was what drew time. me to Batman and Robin as like a five, six year old because it was so flashy with the colors. 
Um, yeah. But I still also really liked the Tim Burton ones because I was like the gothic style he went with for that. It's a drastic, it's a night and day difference with the the Tim Burton movies and the Joel Schumacher movies. It went from mm-hmm. gothic to like eighties neon, even though it was mm-hmm. mid yeah. to late nineties when those movies were coming out. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, they definitely wanted to switch more to like a a toy uh, advertisement for right. those for the with those movies. They went more yep. for the merchandise sales. It seems like. So yep. uh, you you saw those in the theaters, Tim. How old were you in, in 95? So I would have been 9 or 10. Okay. Yeah, yeah so I was so. negative 5. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, I saw, I saw, I'm pretty sure I saw all those Batman movies in the theaters. Uh, I don't think there was one I missed in from theaters. And then, but theater tickets also back then were really cheap, so. <laughs> yeah, and now they're like $14 or whatever. Yeah, so. <laughs> It's literally um, half that price. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my number six is Batman 1989. Um, mm. I think this one's really good. And like I said, this is the first one that I ever saw. And uh, I know a lot of people, this was their very first experience with Batman before anything else had ever come out. This was, you know, their, the movie of their time. Like this was a very iconic movie in 1989. Um, and while I really enjoy it and I respect it a lot for um, its its influence on the comic book genre. I don't hold it in the same regard as some do, but I do really like this movie and I respect everybody having it up as, you know, they're in their top three. Like some do it's the original, you know, I think Michael Keaton's good. I like Tim Burton's take on, on, uh, on Gotham and Batman. And, uh, I love Danny Elfman's score in this movie and in Batman returns. And I think it's got a great supporting cast. Like you guys said, Jack Nicholson, he was awesome when Heath Ledger was cast. People were like, how is this guy going to top Jack Nicholson? And now it's Heath Ledger has set the bar, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's got a great cast. It's, um, I think it was, it was a, the perfect movie to be made back in 1989. I just think I like, I just prefer some others now over it. So it's really good. Um, but yeah, Batman '89. That is my number six. Sweet. All right, hitting the, hitting the number five. Let's do this. Let's do this. Top five, guys. Um, so my top five, number five is The Dark Knight Rises. Um, All right. I wow. enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, but out of the trilogy, the 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 Nolan trilogy, it's my least favorite. Um, this is where I feel like in this section I'm getting super nit like nitpicky like. Yeah, like this. It's a tight be, seven. Me too. But Agreed. yeah, but it's the picky stuff. So like the action shot sequences where it's just fast camera moving, not my favorite. Um, some of the weird uh, reveals and like villain reveal stuff. You're kind of like, what in the world? Yeah, um, <laughs> I think we all know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so like, what the heck? And um, but like, I mean, I liked Bane. I liked who he was. I was, I was, you know, he had. We had the the breaking of the back and like the whole like trying to help himself kind of thing. But like. It's still just it wasn't it wasn't all there for me. But I and I say all these bad things, but like it still was a really solid movie. Um and it was the end of the trilogy. So you wanted to watch it, you wanted to see it, you wanted to see what was going on. There was that glimmer of hope that there might be, you know, some type of spin off or that Robin would come in at some point. Um <laughs> but it didn't happen. You didn't want another Batman and Robin, so they just kinda <laughs> squashed it there. Yeah. Um But I, I enjoyed it as a movie as it was, but as it's the least of the that that trilogy for me. They were talking about what's his, making what's his name Robin, weren't they? I don't know the actor's name. Joseph uh, Gordon Levitt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Weren't that wasn't he in talks to be Robin, or it was like rumored? No. 
It was a tease. It was totally it was, a teaser. It was but definitely. It was a, a tease rumor. at the end. Yeah. And probably yeah, a rumor yeah. because of that tease. But I actually recently saw an interview with Joseph Gordon Levitt where he said there was never any talks about. Never any, any serious talk about it. Right. Yeah. Okay. But the fans wanted it. I'm, yeah. I'm sure yep. fans wanted it. And I think he could have been pretty good at it, too. But I would agree. But yeah. I would yeah. agree. Okay. Cool. Well, should I roll into my number five then? Yeah. Do it. Okay. Batman Begins. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. okay. So um, kind of piggybacking off of Tim, this is the Nolan one that is comes in last for me. Um, and again, like he said, nitpicking at this point. Yeah. But I don't know. I just, I've always felt like, I really liked it when it came out because I was still kind of young when it came out and everything. So it was yeah. exciting. And I think it was probably the first theatrical Batman I ever saw, which was cool. Um, you know, but there's always felt like there's something missing from it and I don't know what it was. Um, and I still can't quite put my finger on it, but I've always felt like there's just a little bit of something missing from it that it didn't quite hit on for me. Um, so it's really great. I really like that movie a lot, Yeah, but it's just something's not there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to piggyback off Tim and my number five is also The Dark Knight Rises. Let's go. Let's um, go. I hate having to pick a weakest of the Dark Knight trilogy, but if I had to pick one, I'd go with this one, primarily because of the Bane twist and the Talia al Ghul reveal. It's just, eh, you know, they kind of, I feel like it undermined Bane as a villain because he was so cool, and then you realize, no, he's kind of a loser. So (laughs) I do think, though, that this movie overall is overhated by a lot of people. A lot of people really like to critique this movie and act like it's just an abomination. I don't understand that to me. It's essentially on par with the other two. But again, like if I had to pick a weakest one, it'd be this one. I think overall it's an amazing conclusion to the, in my opinion, the best trilogy of all time. I love the Dark Knight trilogy. I think it's great. It's good. Um, And so I I think it is a a great conclusion overall. I, I think Bane before the reveal is awesome. I love the sequence between Bane and, and Batman where he breaks his back and everything. And I like seeing Batman have to go through the process of becoming Batman again and returning to Gotham and everything. And I know people like to critique, like, how do you get back to Gotham? I'm like, dude, he's Batman. I mean, Bruce Wayne. He's got his resources. Let's just yeah, move right. on. Um, Anne Hathaway is Catwoman. I think she's fine. Not my favorite, but I don't think she's bad by any means. Yeah. Um but again, like I think the stakes are really high in this one. Nolan really went for it, and I, I think it's I think it overall was a massive success. So my top, like I love everything in my top five. These are all nines out of tens at least for me. Yeah. So yeah, all five of them. Yeah, this is where you start getting to the point one, point two, R- right? Three. <laughs> yeah, it's just minor <laughs> differences at this point. So yeah, yeah, yeah. These are really so, yeah. really tight. All right, so moving on to number four. Yeah. Uh, my number four is Batman Returns. So when I saw this movie, I was young, and kind of like Tucker said, it really did scare me. I think at what? Nine, was this a 92? Yeah, 92. Yeah. yeah, 92. I was six. Six years old. Yeah. <laughs> um, Burton. So, yes, very scary. I feel like I just remember it being extremely dark. I remember scenes where penguin was eating those fish yeah. and like yeah his, his teeth were crazy bro it was like black stuff i didn't know like black stuff was coming out of fish I, it was really weird something I, that's what i remember and um it was crazy dark he did this whole like penguin walk thing he was also mad creepy 
Um, yeah. Super weird. Like, it was just an extremely dark movie. But I still enjoyed it. And I was like, yeah, that's how Batman needs to be. He's really cool. He can still kick butt. But he's still, like, not like your cheesy villain or cheesy, like, superhero like Superman is. He's right. Batman. He does it in the shadows. And he can still, like, kick major tail and just all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. I still remember that as a kid, like walking out of there, slightly freaked out, but at the same time, like I still think Batman's the coolest. <laughs> I think he's really <laughs> awesome. Um, but I definitely like that. Obviously, the score definitely there as well. Yeah, Elfman does a good job with just kind of creeping you out. The the snow setting, the Christmas. I I thought that was a neat, different kind of setting for it. Um, Fair enough. But it was it was definitely memorable for me, and I think that's why I just rank it just a little bit above uh, the Dark Knight Rises for me in there. So that's my four. Cool. 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 Tucker. Uh, so my number four is Batman, 1989. Cool. Um, I really, really like this one. Um, Jack Nicholson as the Joker, I think, was awesome. Um, I liked getting to see the Joker before he becomes the Joker and, like, what that character was like because they, like, wait a little while before yeah, they actually they make him into the Joker. You actually mm-hmm. get to see, like, who he is as a person first, which I thought was pretty cool. And I know Jack Nicholson's Joker is very iconic for, you know, obvious reasons, but it and it really did sell me. Um, I really I really like his interpretation of that character. Um, It's up there with Heath Ledger for me. I think it's it tops out Heath Ledger's Joker for me just a little bit, actually. Wow. Which is um, very uncommon of an opinion, I think. Um, I mean, there's people out there that think that. I mean, he is like the original. He's a classic interpretation of the character. Heath Ledger went for a more realistic Right, right, which I love Heath Ledger's Joker. I mean, I think that's fantastic. But um, I thought Jack Nicholson's was really good. I really like Jack Nicholson in general. I really like him in The Shining. Me too, yeah. um, As Jack Torrance. He does a really good job of playing that kind of, like, weird, demented, lost it kind of creepy. Yeah. Um, And so I thought it worked perfectly in in the 1989 version. Um, So, And this was before it got, like, so over the top. Where it was like, if you would look away for five seconds, you would like during Batman and Robin, you would look away for like five seconds and be like, what is going on? (laughs) Um, (laughs) And this movie does not feel that way. It feels like a real movie. Um, So I think I appreciated that, too. Cool. Uh, So my number four is one of the best Christmas movies of all time. And that is Batman Returns. (laughs) Tim's rankings are pretty similar. This is wild. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this one's extremely nostalgic for me. This is the one that I rewatched a lot as a kid and I still think it holds up. I watched just a couple months ago. I watched this movie probably once a year, to be honest. I love this movie. I love the atmosphere. I love the, you know, the snowy Christmas vibe going on, blending in with Gotham. I love how Tim Burton just went for it. He was like, nope, I'm making a Tim Burton movie, not a Batman (laughs) movie. And I was all there for it. It's extremely (laughs) dark. It is weird. I love it. Danny DeVito as the Penguin is awesome. Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman is the best. I don't see how anybody could ever top her. She's still my favorite. Zoe Kravitz was great in the Batman. By the way, Michelle Pfeiffer is the best Catwoman ever. I I just don't get it. See, you watched it a couple months ago. I watched it yesterday, and I completely disagree. But I watch this movie every year, so it's still very fresh in my mind. Um, okay. it's, I love Danny Elfman's <laughs> score. He took everything about everything to love about his original score in the Batman or the original Batman movie. And then, 
you know, blended it with that crisp, the creepy Christmas style he goes for in a lot of Tim Burton's movies like Edward Scissorhands. So I love how it's very reminiscent of that. Um, yeah, I, I just I love this movie. It's it's an atmospheric Tim Burton Batman film, and I'm all here for it. If I had to pick just in terms of atmosphere, this is this is, this would be my number one. <laughs> but it's not that I'm not basing it off of just atmosphere for every movie. Obviously, I just Thankfully. I have I have such a great time watching Batman Returns. Um, I pretty much watch it every Christmas if I can. So. It's so that's much fun. Solid. I love it. That's a good I just love how that's weird it is, dude. It's great, dude. It, it 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 like I said, it creeped me out as a kid, man. I, it's yeah, it's odd, but it's there and it's good. I mean, parents legit took their kids out of the theater from this movie when it came out because you know Batman was still kind of family friendly. It was a little darker than yeah. what people were normally used to for comic book type of you know mediums, but uh, at that time. But then Batman Returns really ramped it up and parents were like wait what did i just take my child to had to take the kid out i think i heard somewhere mcdonald's actually pulled their toys from you know being sold with happy meals whatever because it was it got kind of controversial it was dark yeah but at you know thinking back in 92 and saying that movie was you know dark and kind of pushing the boundaries and now we've got the batman and i have no Mm -hmm. idea how that's pg-13 but (laughs) Couple, Agreed. couple zoom, couple honest. zoom ins, couple focuses, and it's over. It's it's R easily. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, Batman Returns. That is my number four. Sweet, sweet. Right. Top three. Then top three. Tim. All right. So my number three is Batman Begins. Um, Christian Bale. Um, if I'm perfectly honest, the reason this one sits at three for me is because I did not want another Batman movie after the four that were there. I was like, Batman and Robin, I was like, we're done. This is done. We're done. <laughs> this You're killed done. Batman. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what you guys are doing. Batman is not alive anymore. Um, how are they rebooting this? Like, what are they going to do? Like, this is the craziest idea in the world. Um, I actually, I think somebody dragged me to the movie. Either that or I might have seen it on DVD when it came out. I was like, I'm not seeing that. I'm not seeing Batman. I don't need to see any more Batman. I'm batman out. Um, <laughs> so when I saw it, I was like, Okay. This is the reboot. I can work with this. I can work with this. Yeah. Um, so it really changed the game of Batman in my mind and how they did it. Um, uh, when they had Morgan Freeman, Lucius Fox, like that was great. They did a great Alfred when, um, what's his name is there? I forget what his name is now, but. Michael Caine. Um, Caine, yeah, yes. Caine, dope, amazing job. Um, the story, um, how his parents died, like that kind of stuff. Like they did a really good job explaining all that stuff to you and then putting him in with a crazy psychedelic villain of of the Scarecrow. And then, um, what, Ray Sal Ghul? Um, yeah. That was there, too. And that, I mean, all cool stuff. And it just kind of kept piling on. You're like, sweet, I can roll with this. And it was not a, it was not a, like, throw at you a ton like they did before. It was a sequential, storyline told, um, great cinematic film that was just, like, one thing after another. You think he escaped that? Great. He defeated the Scarecrow, figured it out, whatever. No, but there's still another guy behind this whole thing. Find him, capture him kind of thing, too. I thought that was great, and they did a good job with it. So it's number three. Cool. Nice. Nice. So my number three is The Dark Knight Rises. Hmm. All right. So um, this one beats Batman Begins for me, but just slightly. Um, I really like The Dark Knight Rises. I think it gets a really bad rap. Um, and you know, the ending gets a little muddy, right? I think everybody can agree on that, 
But up which until party that point, are you referring to? The bi- the big reveal. Okay. Uh, yeah, the yeah, big yeah. reveal. But I think up until that point, it's really, really, really good. I think like that first scene, that first like airplane scene where Bane yes. enters, yeah. dude, that yeah. is that's so the best cool. opening scene in the trilogy of all three that, movies. That opening is like spectacular. Yes. I think from that moment I was just hooked. I remember seeing it in theaters and being like, okay, this is about to be awesome. Um and I don't I don't think I've ever let go of that feeling with that movie. So Yeah. Um yeah, so I mean it takes the number three for me. It beats Batman Begins just slightly in the trilogy. Mm-hmm. I think it's really good. I think it's a great ending. Um like McNeil said earlier. So yeah. Break in the top three. Cool. Well my number three is also Tim's number three, Batman oh Begins. My gosh. Let's get <laughs> oh it. Let's gosh. get it, McNeil. Let's go. I think there's an echo in here. Yeah. <laughs> Tucker, we yeah. needed you, man. We T- needed Tim to and have I are secretly <laughs> texting each other, being each other's echo chambers <laughs> on the yeah, side right. here. See, before this episode started, I thought y'all would be the voice of reason, but now I realize that I'm the voice of reason. Wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, we had to sandwich Tucker's in so that way Tim and I could be the voice of reason. Uh, anyway, yeah, Batman Begins, uh, I think, is our arguably the greatest superhero origin story of all time. Uh, It, to me, feels like a true Batman movie, and I think we've gotten more than one of those now at this point. But I think of all the Dark Knight trilogy movies, Batman Begins is the one that really focuses on who Batman is, and it really utilizes that theme of fear and how he incorporates that in his Batman symbol in Gotham. And so I really enjoy Batman Begins just from a thematic standpoint. But also, you know, it's it's you know, it, it revamped the Batman franchise for the better. And Christian Bale, I think, is still as of now the best Batman. Um, but I will say the weakest aspect of his Batman is his voice. I love yeah. I love his voice overall, but I don't think his is the best Batman voice. It's a bit too memeish at times. So. Yeah. I'm Batman, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so he can be a little uh, hard to understand. Yeah, yeah, he can, he can be a little hard to understand at times, but I still think it's awesome. Uh, but you know, pretty much, I you know I agree with everything Tim said about this movie. The villains are great. I love the tone of the movie. Uh, Hans Zimmer and was it who was the other? There was another composer. Was it James Newton Howard? Yeah, I think it's Howard. Yep. Yeah, I think it's the two of them. They they you know co-composed the the score which is really good cinematography is great um but yeah i have a great time with this movie overall and uh i have very fond memories watching it when i was really young probably you know six or seven whatever mm-hmm. however old i was five when it came out but i think i i didn't see it in theaters i saw it i think i was probably six or seven years old once it was out in dvd i watched it um but yeah I really enjoy Batman Begins, and I think it's a it's a really solid origin story, and it's a lot of fun. Sweet, sweet. All Guys, right, I can already I can already tell these top two. I wonder I think we what's going to happen the, here. We have the same top two. We all yeah yeah. I wonder. So how this gonna, is good. It, it just depends go on where we put them. So my number two, and I have reasoning for this. My number two is the Batman with Robert Pattinson. Um. Okay. I thought the movie was incredible. I yeah. absolutely loved it. Um, Pattinson super surprised me. Um, having only seen him in like Tenet and um, The Lighthouse and like uh, and Twilight, yeah. I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know what this dude can do, man. I really don't. You but finally I watched The Lighthouse, it. though? 
Yes, solid. I mean, solid film. Like the, yeah. uh, him and Defo- like well, they're great. They're great. They're good yeah. guys. Um, so him jumping in there, I kind of had I had some high expectations just because I saw like ratings were good. So I told McNeil when I was going in, there, I was like, out of ten, I was like, I'm already sitting at an eight point five for this movie. <laughs> I was like, three hours. I was like, you better entertain me right now, bro. <laughs> right off the bat, though, no joke. I was scared of Batman first. Yeah, I was like, who's the real villain in this thing? I don't Batman. know if it's the Riddler. <laughs> I feel like it's Batman, dude. When you're they're panning over like when the guys are just doing their dirty deeds all over the place, and they're panning to these like dark corners. Yeah. I was like, what is happening here? And you I was can like, hear him slowly walking, bro. Yes, sounds yeah, like a scary. cowboy approaching, no, like the little yeah. jingle in his boot. You <laughs> know, I'm like, dude, what is happening? Dude, this it's is intimidating. Stupid. He has bro, bells it, in his boot. That's the secret, <laughs> dude. Mad scary. The, the symbols up in the air, they're all looking up there. I was like, why? I was like, why am I getting a little bit nervous about Batman right yeah. now? I should be nervous <laughs> about Batman. I should be nervous about what the Riddler's going to do next. But um, I thought that was incredible. Um, I really liked the storyline. Um, I told me, like, when we watched it, I, I really felt the childhood uh, 90s animated series vibes yeah. heavily in those first two acts. Um, I just kept thinking about because that, that show itself is pretty dark. But it right. does a lot of detective work and a lot of reveal at the end, and then Batman goes on to the next episode. Um, right. And I really felt like they did that through this, him solving the riddles, him working with Commissioner Gordon, which is exactly what they did in the 90s films uh, or the, ser- the animated series. And that just continued over and over and over again until they finally like took off with the story in that third act. And I thought that was absolutely incredible and absolutely amazing. And I couldn't say enough good things about it. Only thing for me is I feel like I need another film. Yeah, I need yeah. another I one, and fair. I think that's it. And so that way I can compare. But for me, in this two-three ranking, Batman, the Batman is two for me, and Batman Begins is three. So it, as a first film, it takes the cake for for me in that aspect. So it's really a like better, it's a better entry. Yeah, for me. Yep. It looks okay. like we can all agree with that based on a rank. Like Tucker and I haven't yeah, well, gotten yeah, to right. where it falls yet, but but it seems like we can all agree that the Batman is just a slightly better first installment for a batman series yeah 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 for sure okay tucker cool. i feel like two. if anybody's gonna go different here it's gonna be tucker <laughs> <laughs> well uh you are correct the dark knight wow all right two. all right nice all righty so i mean obviously you can tell me what my number one is at this yeah. point you can well, tell what everybody's yeah. number one it's going yeah, yeah, to be yeah. after mcneil right yeah uh but yeah the dark knight is my number two the new Batman beat it out. It is dark. It's raining basically the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. And it's depressing. <laughs> and that checks all my boxes. So. <laughs> um, oh, man. I mean, I don't know. I just felt like they finally are getting to what Batman should be. Yeah. Um, I think the Christopher Nolan ones did a great job of having a more realistic entry into the Batman franchise. Like finally, it's it's a little bit more realistic. It's pretty gritty. Much needed yeah. after Batman and Robin. Much needed, <laughs> but yeah. it's still not like super dark. I mean, they were dark, but like this is obviously darker, especially uh, in comparison. Like at the time, the Dark Knight was kind of controversial for being a PG thirteen movie, and especially now like it's... when like Heath Ledger slams that guy's face on the pencil table thing, like yes. all sorts of stuff Heath Ledger does <laughs> in that movie, dude. Yeah, yeah. So they almost I mean... kill a kid at the end. <laughs> Yeah, crazy man. I mean, like at the time when the Dark Knight came out, it was like, dang, this movie is 
dark, everybody. Right. And then now you look at like 2022 Batman, and it's, it's kind like, of a walk in the park. I mean, everybody's com- <laughs> comparing it to Seven. I mean, I've seen yeah, that all. Yeah. I mean, if you get compared to Seven, bro, like that's screwed up. <laughs> yeah, Seven I feel like, uh, Zodiac. Wasn't there a point in the McNeil, wasn't there a point in the movie where we looked at each other and were like, what's in the box? I'm waiting for what's in the box right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, something happened. Something and like, we both looked at each other and we said, it's like, I'm waiting for a what's in the box moment right here because this is crazy. It's like was it when he stuck his stuff. hand in the in the the bat cage where there was a bat in there? Oh, yeah. It, there was it, might, envelope, yeah, it might have been like, something like that. Yeah. To the top. I think that might have been it. Well, anyway, um, The Dark Knight falls into number two for me. I love both of these movies, but I think... Um, the Robert Pattinson Batman is finally starting to hit that stride that I've always wanted. So yeah, that's yeah. so funny because Dark Knight is your number two, and we yeah. spent your number two talking about the number Batman. one. Well, yeah. I mean, how, how can you not? Do <laughs> right, that, right. The, okay, yeah. fine. The Dark Knight is a great movie. I love it. Heath Ledger is a fantastic Joker. Um, I don't know how many times I've seen The Dark Knight, but probably too many. Right. Um, yeah. So great movie. But did doesn't quite touch um, Robert Pattinson's Batman. Yep. Cool. Yep. All right, Hi, McNeil. My number two, got? following in Tim's footsteps once again. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm vengeance. <laughs> the Batman, dude. This movie. It is honestly kind of hard for me to choose between the two because they're they're both Batman movies, but they're so different. One is this psychological noir thriller with Batman in it, and one is this crime heist movie with Batman in it. You know, <laughs> um, they both have my name written all over it, uh, and so I, I'm. I feel like I need to sit with the Batman a little bit longer if it ever were to go up above it. I don't think that'll be the case. I think maybe some sequels could possibly mm-hmm. top it, depending on what, where they go with it. But as of now, the Batman is my number two. And like I said, this movie has my name written all over it. Like you said, the comparisons to Seven, Zodiac. Seven being one of my all-time favorite movies. And I got Seven vibes from the very first trailer. They threw yeah. the Nirvana track in there straight oh, yeah, out of the dude. 90s. Just I've like been listening seven. to that like, straight for dude, the last 24 hours. Yeah, I've been listening to that and the, and the, and the entire score. It's just yeah, so good. It's great. Inc- yeah, um, oh, my gosh. And, uh, you know, it's just, it, I mean, like I said, the trailer feels like seven. The the crime scenes, everything was very reminiscent of that. So I loved that. I think Matt Reeves brilliantly directed this movie. I love the interpretation of Gotham, this hyper-realistic, grounded version of it. I really love. Um, and my favorite thing about this movie is I think this is the most authentic Batman movie in terms of him being the world's greatest detective. They finally went yeah. there. That's the thing that's been missing from a lot of them, including the Nolan movies. Include, yeah, I was going to say, including Christian Bale. Yeah, and that's something that I even said before we even knew what we were going to get out of this Robert Pattinson one. It was the the thing missing with every Batman movie so far was the detective aspect of Batman, and we finally got that, and I love it. Uh, I think Robert Pattinson, in terms of just Batman and not Bruce Wayne, he is the best Batman. He is intimidating, which is ironic because he is the smallest Batman in terms of physique but I was scared of him he walks out of the shadows and you know beats that guy to a pulp he's more knocking him out I mean he's not like the muscle man he's just right screwed up (laughs) yeah Yeah, I mean he clearly he's been he's severe severely affected by this trauma he is Batman Batman is who he who, who he feels is his real person not Bruce Wayne when really eventually he'll realize that Bruce Wayne is that 
mask he needs to put on to kind of make sure people don't f- figure out he is Batman, you know? That's um, a good point. I've never I, heard it said like that before. Um, and that's really interesting because I remember you texted me after you saw it and you were like, yeah. he spends 90% of the movie in his suit. Yeah, no joke. And I, I was surprised by that. I was like, wait, really? Because yeah. we, we've never really seen that before. Usually you get like excited when you see him in the suit because yeah. uh, like with Christopher Nolan's movies, a lot of it is Bruce. Yeah. Um, but I was like, oh, really? So when you just said like he feels like Batman is his person, not like is his identity, not Bruce. Yeah. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's a good way of saying it, too. Yeah, he feels like Batman is his identity. But then at the I honestly think out of any just one particular Batman movie, this has the most moving character arc for Bruce Wayne as an individual. By the yep. end, he realizes, that especially after seeing this mimic version of the Riddler being, um, he that, that, that version of the Riddler says, I'm vengeance, and I'm he's vengeance. like, it clicks. He's like, wait, I've really messed up. Because he's been going with this vengeance, you know, attitude towards the entire Batman situation. He realizes that Batman really needs to be a symbol of hope, and I and I love that. And it's you know it was very it was a very moving uh, scene, especially with the the voiceover. Which, by the way, I loved the voiceover. Um, I thought that was really cool. Uh, you know, thing a really cool addition to have into this movie. Um, the other thing that I really want to talk about for the Batman is Paul Dano as the Riddler. Oh, Dude, very good. He is like Heath Ledger is my favorite Batman villain for sure. But he was kind of this more chaotic villain. You never really knew what was going to happen next. He's very unpredictable. He was scary. But Paul Dano was eerie. I was yeah. scared. That first shot you see him in, I was, I went, whoa, oh, I thought yeah, I was about just, to have to dude. jump because it was kind of <laughs> scary. I was and waiting you, to jump, yeah. Yeah. And Tim, I don't know if you remember, but when we were in the theater, everybody kind of went, <gasps> yeah, yeah, just, yeah. I was like, yeah. what? Collective um, gasp right there. And then that interrogation scene he had in Arkham oh. Asylum with Batman, and he starts singing Ave Maria. Dude, he was... Right? That was a performance. He is great in this movie. Um, He's and such I a good think creep. He has, <laughs> yes, all he dude, plays yes. is psychos. You wonder about Paul Dano's mentality, to be honest. <laughs> um, but I, I think we're going to get to see more of him, which really excites me. Um, uh, Colin Farrell as the Penguin, totally unrecognizable. Oh, I yeah. had to keep wow. reminding myself that was Colin Farrell on screen. It was uh, a great penguin, too. Yeah, great. Like a, and, the mob boss. It was yeah. really good. And John Turturro as Carmine Falcone was great. Yeah, and uh, very unexpected. Yeah, because yeah. very different he for him, but up, I liked it. He, he showed up, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and then yeah. he pulled it off, and I was like, okay, I'm here He was for really it. good. And then Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman was excellent. Oh, yeah. Andy Serkis yeah, as Alfred. Sure. I mean, the cast. Yeah, that's Let's awesome. It's a nice little thingy you got there. <laughs> Funko Pop there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Funko yeah. Pop. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, the cast is just top notch. I mean, this this movie is excellent. I, I really enjoy it. I've seen it twice now. I don't know about you guys, but I've seen it twice. I'm getting ready so, to might, see it. Yeah, I might hit it again this weekend. Yeah, yeah. My fiance and I are talking about it because after we finished Batman and Robin, we were like, we have to see something good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, dude. It honestly, if it's just as good, if not better, second time around. Like I really enjoyed this movie, and it's three hours long. Yeah, and and it it's I think that's warranted by the end. I know some people. I've seen some complaints. Really, the only complaint I see is some people say the third act is a bit too long because it it's you know. 
they've already reached the conclusion a third act kind of overstays its welcome and I'm I strongly disagree I think you know you see the rest of Riddler's plan carry out you get Batman's full character arc I think it's awesome I really have no complaints with this movie at all I have no complaints with the Dark Knight either so yeah yeah. I, I enjoyed it so much I kept like catching myself being worried that it was about to end because I didn't want it to stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kept being Bro. like, oh, no, I hope this isn't the ending because I just want to keep watching. Uh, no, you're, yeah, you're right. I was, I felt like I was in a spiral of just chaos, though. Like, I just kept <laughs> going down because, like, they captured the Riddler and he was, like, pumped. And I was like, what is wrong with this dude? And then he revealed their plan, like, the plan that was happening. And obviously, they're showing you as it unfolds. I was like, tell me this is a dream sequence and that Batman's going to stop it right now because they're all screwed. <laughs> Everybody is screwed. They're all about to drown. Gotham yeah, is going well, under. I was. I was like, I was super confused because he floods the city, you know, and yes. I was like, wait, is this going to be the finale? Because, like, how is Batman going to fight water? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, how yeah. is this going to go down? No, but, but there's that, which so is another cool reason happen there. Yeah, there's another reason that my, my, my wife hates, like, city destruction. Mm. So yeah. I told her, I, I went back and I was like, you're not going to like this. I was like, it's great. I love the movie. I said, but you're going to hate it because... The town just gets flooded and everything gets destroyed. And she just like, she just keeps thinking in her mind, who's cleaning this up? And I'm like, well, the city will clean it up. And like, you see them cleaning it up. But she's like, no, I can't, I can't deal with this. I know. She hated uh, Man of Steel because Zod and Superman yeah. was crashing into everything. She's like, nobody's going to clean this up. Then there, she'd I love Batman vs. Superman because they actually address that. <laughs> you know? I got yes. mad like the day after tomorrow vibes at the end of this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like when the water's like flowing through yeah. the city. I never would have Dang, even thought of that, but I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, there's just a lack of tornadoes and ice age yeah, and hurricanes. That's true. That's true. Right. But hey, the, water, the water's there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -mm, mm -mm. But yeah, dude, Batman is great. So this means Tim's number one, The Dark Knight. Tucker's yep. number one, The Batman. And my number one, The Dark Knight. Yeah. Yeah. How are we getting did y'all have in common? Uh, I honestly think there was only one. Six. What was your number was seven, Tim? My seven was Batman 89. Okay, so our it, seven and sixes were flopped, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Everything but, else so was So you all had seven in common. Yeah. Seven out of nine. Yeah. Nice. Wow. That's wild. Cool. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, Any That's final wild. words about our favorites? I mean, we've talked but kind of about all of them at length, but if there's anything else you guys want to say. No, I mean, Let's like, obviously it. the newest one being the Batman, like, we've already touched on a lot of the stuff. The character arc was incredible. Um, the Just the gritty feel of it. Like we said, like, dude, a couple zoom-ins, a little a little blood, and some of those scenes, dude, when, oh my gosh, when uh, when he's talking to the dude and he's got the, the bomb strapped to his head. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, I was like, oh, he's going to stop it. Boom. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. That right in his face. Bro, I was like, dang. Like I, I think I also like the greenness of Batman. Like you saw him take hits like crazy. Yeah, you yeah. saw him. You saw him mess up several times, um, but still like keep going. But like you said, he was the he at that time felt like he was the vengeance. He was Batman, so he just needed to just like push on through and just keep pulverizing as much as he could. Yeah. Um, whereas he arcs it later on. It's like no, I just need to be this hope for people and try to help them instead of just like beat down the villain the whole time. Right. Um. So, like, that was incredible. That's what I really liked about how they're moving with this one. Could have easily been rated R, like, easily. Couple quick things. Like, the, the thumb. Like, dude, it's all nuts, man. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I I, uh, completely agree with Tim. I think it was great. I mean, I like how, for the majority of the movie, uh, Batman is pursuing his own, like, chase of the villain rather than trying to save people. He's so obsessed with catching the Riddler that, like, he lets that one guy blow himself, or not blow himself up, but get blown up. You know what I mean? Like, he's so obsessed with catching the bad guy that he's not focused on saving the people. Um, and it's not until the end that he has that flip where it's like, okay, now it's time to be like the savior that Batman is supposed to be. Yeah. Um, so it draws like a really nice contrast and that character arc is really strong. Hmm. So I'm just excited for the next one. I just like, Dude, can't me wait. too. I just can't Same. wait to see like what they do with it. Yep. Um, yep. because they have such a strong entry that it could be really, really powerful. And there were some Easter eggs in there for like, potential future villains. Oh yeah. As well. You're talking about Multiple. Bane Juice? <laughs> Whatever it's called. <laughs> Did you catch that Tim when he like injects that green juice into his leg and then I he goes see, on yes. a frenzy? Bane juice. Yes. I keep calling the it Bane, Bane Juice because I don't know what else to call it. I forget the name of it too. Is it like Venom but or something? I, I'm going to call it Bane Juice for the rest of my life. <laughs> We're so. going with Bane Juice, dude. Yeah, dude Bane but juice. he puts that Bane Juice in his leg and I was like, where'd that come from? Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then we get a, a, a villain kind of reveal there at the end of somebody who is yep. in Arkham Asylum. And, yep. Uh, yeah, I, I think there's been a lot of talks about uh, Mr. Freeze or uh, Court of Owls maybe being villains. I think for they the need sequel. to bring Arnie back for Mr. Freeze. <laughs> <laughs> the Iceman cometh again. <laughs> He'll definitely fit into this atmosphere. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna close out with talking about the Dark Knight because. That is my number one, um, <laughs> because we we had talked a lot about the Batman, which is I mean honestly I think we're talking like the Batman and the Dark Knight I think are both perfect Batman movies to be completely honest. Yep. Um, but the Dark Knight I love it. It's uh, you know I think it's the one that I've seen the most. Heath Ledger, awesome. I love the dichotomy between Batman and Heath Ledger because you know Batman is fully established. He's not like Robert Pattinson's version. We've got a yeah. Batman who knows what he's doing, and then Heath Ledger who's like this guy trying to throw him off his game. He has this very uh, warped philosophical view on, you know, how things should be. And Batman is trying to, you know, defeat Joker without having to kill him and everything. I just, I love all of their conversations and interactions, especially that interrogation scene. Honestly, if it weren't for that warehouse fight, that interrogation scene between Batman and Joker would be my number one mm. Batman scene. Um and yeah, I, I just think it's it's a great movie. Like I said, it's this heist crime movie with Batman in it and Heath Ledger crushing it as the Joker. Plus Aaron Eckhart as Two Face. Nobody ever talks about him because he's you know Heath Ledger's yeah there, and yeah. we yeah. we just forget about Aaron Eckhart as Two Face. So, but he and he's great. But yeah, Dark Knight that movie is just awesome, and uh, yeah. it it really is tough for me to put. Like which one do I really want to put at the top? But I I just got to go the Dark Knight for now. Yeah, you, you're right though. Aaron Eckhart's uh, Two Face most realistic one. It wasn't like Tommy Lee Jones like bright yeah. pink face. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's true. So like Eckhart's was like actual blown off face or like yeah. you know acidic or however it happened. Um, so it's like you see the sinew and the bone, like the muscle, like craziness, and you're like, like yeah. Every time you look at it, you're like, I don't, don't want to look. I don't want to look. I can't look, but I have to look. I don't want to look though. Um, 
So yeah, he doesn't get much credit because Heath's there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. so, any villains you guys would like to see show up in a sequel for the Batman? Honestly, as crazy as it sounds, I would like to see I would like to see Mister Freeze come in. Yeah, um, I want him to do it right, and I think they could um, in this sequence here. Um, yeah, I think that'd be really cool. I agree. Not any of the particular ones, like you could do Joker, but like that's. I feel like that's a hard one to pull off, man. Like you're really trying to recreate like a third or fourth Joker. That's hard. That's real hard. Really, yeah. like a fifth Joker at this point. If we're not yeah, counting yeah. the one from Adam West era, because we've got Jack Nicholson, we've got Heath Ledger, we've got Jared Leto, and uh, now Joaquin Phoenix, and now one more. Yeah, yeah. So I would like to see another um, edition of Scarecrow. Yeah, because um, I really like. Um, his portrayal in Batman Begins, and obviously he's in. He makes an appearance in The Dark Knight Rises as well. I believe it's Dark Knight Rises. Um, but I would like to see it done again to see, you know, see what they can yeah. do differently this time. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like that was always part of the reason that held Batman Begins back for me for some reason. Um, so I'd like to see what they can do differently to see if I like this version better. Do you know who I think would be a really good Scarecrow? Who? Rami Malek. Ooh, yeah. Who is that yeah. again? Remind me. He was the, the main antagonist in No Time to Die. Oh, yeah. That that could be interesting. Yeah. I was thinking Bohemian and Rhapsody. Yeah, Don't Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Very <Rhapsody>. different vibe. <laughs> yeah. I thought maybe I'd give a villain, you know. <laughs> yeah, villain to villain comparison. Explanation there. But yeah, but that yeah. Makes sense. That makes sense. Be, yeah, that could be, be cool. cool. That could be cool. Um, I think Freeze would be cool. Um I am really curious to see how they, because this version of Batman is obviously very realistic, so they'd have to do something to kind of ground freeze in some different way from the comics and what we've seen before. Clearly, they did that with the Riddler. Yeah. I'd be curious to see how they could do that with Poison Ivy. Yeah, I agree. Mm. I agree. I wonder what they would do there. Um, I'd like to see Joker eventually, maybe not as the main villain in the second one, maybe a little bit you know, more prominent, but I would like to see Joker eventually. I want four movies. I want Dude, more than that. To I be want honest, four. like give me two trilogies. <laughs> that'd be sick. I want four. Sick. Let's go Harry Potter 2.0. Let's go. Dude. Yeah, dude. Seriously, I am give down. We could do the whole, you know, Nightfall storyline. We could bring in some yep. Robin, um, <laughs> all sorts of stuff. Get Nightwing eventually. Let's make it oh, happen. Oh, I need a Nightwing in there too. That'd be sick. Just go to straight to Nightwing. Skip Robin. That's true. Yep. We've seen Robin. Could do, could do that. Yeah, but I'm down for pretty much any villain. Two-Face again. I think it'd be cool if we got somebody like Matthew McConaughey in there as Two-Face or whatever. I think that'd be cool. Dude, could you imagine him flipping think, that coin and being like, all right, all right, touch. all right. <laughs> 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 and I want to see a suit upgrade, too. Yeah. I think that'd yeah. be cool. I want to see... A Bruce Wayne upgrade, a, a bat suit upgrade. I think it would just be really cool to, to see the evolution of this series. I'm just gonna go yeah. in like I want. I'm gonna not try to predict anything. I'm gonna have no expectations. I'm just gonna go in blind and see yeah. what happens. Yeah, Bruce Wayne casting aside. Yeah, Pattinson's Bruce Wayne seemed very emo to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was all for very, it to be honest. Which I was fine because, like, once again, yeah, like you said though, he was totally in. A state like not ready for anything, just fresh off of it. Really, yeah. just wanted to just kick. Definitely the, tail the most different away. Bruce that we've seen. He's not because mm-hmm. like even like 
Bruce Loss's parents and all the other ones too, but he's always like the suave, quick witted, you know, kind of rich guy. And we've never yeah. seen like a weird, like kind of demented teenager. Yeah. To see this, yeah, this version <laughs> of Bruce Wayne have to kind of discover that other side of himself. Right. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I'm super stoked for what's next. And they're, they're making some spinoff TV shows as well about Arkham Asylum and a oh, really? show. Yeah. Oh, so, wow. Cool. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about all of that. But, uh, but yeah, this was awesome. I had a lot of fun talking about just the Batman filmography as a whole yes. with you guys. And, um, I, yeah, let's, let's do it again when Batman two is out or whatever it's called. hundred percent. Sweet. All right, so where can people find you guys on social media? Um, I am pretty much anywhere with the label of Timo Audio. I also have the website, timoaudio.com. Thanks to Wolf Media Group down there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, check it out. See what you got. Just let me know anything that's going on. I got all kinds of stuff there, so it's great. Cool, cool. Yeah, uh, thank you for the shout-out, Tim. Yeah, so um, currently pushing the Wolf Media Group stuff. It's my new business. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a motorsports and a small business storyteller, so that's where we're going with it. Just at Wolf Media Group. Pretty simple. Check it out, people. It's, cool. it's solid. It's solid. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll be sure to link all of your information in the description of this episode. Once again, guys, thanks for joining me today on this episode. This was a lot of fun. Yes, definitely, yeah. dude. Thank you for having me. That was great. Yeah, fun. Lots of fun. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, be sure to follow or subscribe to the McNeil Friends Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a rating and review if you want to help support the podcast. McNeil and Friends Podcast has expanded its reach into other types of content for fans to enjoy with a website called The Bounce Board where you can find movie reviews, articles, and more. You can follow the McNeil and Friends Podcast on Instagram at mcneil.and.friends.podcast. Message me on Instagram to let me know how you'd rank the Batman movies. You can follow me on Letterboxd at McNeil Mulligan Letterboxd where I post the movies I watch and write reviews. You can find the McNeil and Friends Podcast on Twitter and you can find the McNeil and Friends Podcast on Patreon to support this podcast by becoming a patron if you so desire. All of this information can be found on the McNeil Friends Podcast website at www.mcneilfriendspodcast.com and you can find a link that will take you to all of these locations in the description of this episode. If you made it to the end of this episode, congratulations and once again, thank you for listening. Thank you.